If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super Ooh. important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally, totally free. free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to AOM Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning, my friends. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to our show. We do this every day because we like it, we like to help, and we want to create the resources that we wish we had. And we are talking today about depression, anxiety, and showing affection in marriage and the combination of these things. And every day on AOM Radio, we do four things. We do a prayer, a gratitude, our intentions, and our get your marriage on question of the day. Mm -hmm. And we encourage you to do these things together with your spouse. We're not doing it just for fun. We're doing it as a tool to help you have a better marriage. So do these things together. It doesn't cost you nothing. That's right. It helped us and it guaranteed will help you. So let's start out with prayer. Thank you, God, for your blessings. Thank you for today. Thank you for the trees and the air outside. May we all get outside and enjoy your creation, God. Thank you for uh, this show. I pray that it is helpful to people. And thank you for your blessings. Amen. Amen. Please be with those who are dealing with coronavirus. Oh, dang it. No audio on Insta. Just turn ah. it off and start it over. Don't faff around. So mad. Just go Hold fast. On. All right. I will go fast. Uh, share the story, but it's done. Sorry, so, Facebook. Uh, we got to start over on yeah, Instagram. One second. You know, doing a podcast every day, you have these tech diffs, and that's what we're doing right now. But hopefully, we'll be back online. There we go. Checking connection. In oh. five, four. There we are. Okay. We All are, right. We are back on Instagram. Hopefully, people can hear us. Somebody give us a thumbs up if you can hear us on, on Instagram. IG over there. Good morning, Melissa. We're talking Let's about uh, up, depression, anxiety, and showing affection in marriage. Y'all missed our marriage morning. Sorry. I mean, okay. our <laughs> four things. Yeah. So uh, again, we do our four things, our prayer, our gratitude, our intentions, and our get your marriage on. Mm -hmm. So with our gratitudes, this is what you're thankful for about your spouse. Mm -hmm. Talk about it with each other openly, right? It's a This is on purpose. Right. So do you have a gratitude to start yeah. us off? I am thankful that yesterday we had a little snafu because I did something dumb and with something we've talked about before and... Uh, we didn't have a huge big argument. We had a discussion about it. I felt bad. You were hurt, and we made it through, and there weren't big, goofy yellings, misunderstandings. So mm -hmm. thank you for being understanding. 
You're welcome. I thought you were going to say more than that. Uh, you are welcome for that. I did not remember to do my gratitude this morning. Oh, no, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for taking us to England in 2017. You're welcome. I know that sounds like a silly thing to say thank you for now, but uh, I was thinking about it this <laughs> Two years later. I was <laughs> two years later. Three years later. I was later. thinking about it uh, this morning, how wonderful that trip was and how I remember suggesting it and thinking like, Wildest dreams. We'll take Shirley to England, his 90-something-year-old grandma. Eh, it won't happen, but I'll suggest it, and we'll see. And it actually happened, and I thank you for that. You are like Anne with an E to uh, and Marilla and... Matthew. Matthew. Like, you, you, you inject fun ideas. You inject life. That's kind of how we got married. You invited yourself to Japan. <laughs> we never me. went. We never went. I was going to, and you were like, let me go. And we weren't even dating, but you did it and that planted a seed. So. I get what I want. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so that's what I'm grateful for. Our yeah. intentions, we again, do these with your spouse. Your intention is the things you plan on doing better today in terms of your relationships. What are your mm-hmm. intentions for your relationship? Um, I have an intention as always, I'm trying to work on being more positive, more physically affectionate, and more like telling you why I care about you. Mm-hmm. Like a normal human. Yes. Working on humanness. Thank you for being normal. That's good. <laughs> what is your intention? My, my intention is along similar lines to uh, not... My intention is to not meet my upper limit thinking on what a husband should be. And I thought of this yesterday, and as what a father should be, also that's an adjacent thing. But what what a husband should be, I can have any limits that I want, and in fact, I don't want limits uh-huh. in my perception of being a husband. How do I treat you, kind of thing? It's does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I have it very, I have it formulated in my mind, but that stems from a wonderful book that I've read a couple of times because I apparently have to read books three or four times to understand them. It's called. The Big Leap. The Big Leap by uh, Dr. Gay Hendricks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you and- can get that on Audible. Uh, mm-hmm. You can go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get The Big Leap mm-hmm. for free from us because we love you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is a really it, good it's book. A, it's a really good book, The Big Leap. And it talks about upper limit thinking and literally changing your thinking and how sometimes you sabotage yourself when you uh, when things are going good, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of family of origin psychological concepts in that that I'm very interested in. But then going through it for myself and then being able to share it is mm-hmm. very helpful. So yeah. your intention for today is to not limit yourself. In to, not, those... to not hit my upper limits and mm-hmm. go, that's yep. it. So again, mm-hmm. do these with each other. Talk about how you are going to be better today than you were yesterday as a spouse. And start with, start finding your intentions through the things you don't do well. That's right. That's basically how you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're going to talk about depression, anxiety, and showing affection in marriage. Mm-hmm. I did not bring my computer over here. Dang it. That so, is okay. Uh, so I rem- this is a question that we got from uh, a, Instagram. a listener. <clears throat> and you can always send in your questions. And this question was talking about my husband has depression and PTSD. I also have depression and anxiety, and we get into fights. And the 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 caller the the question question says says we we have little hope, and then we always in, end up getting in a fight and blaming each other, blaming each other. And the husband says, "Well, you just don't do affection to me. That's why I." In whatever in, in X Y Z, that's why I'm more depressed, more anxious. Uh, husband also suffers from PTSD, who has admitted that he has PTSD and has admitted that he needs help, but refuses to do so. Mm-hmm. So, in my experience as a psychotherapist, what's up, Jenny? 
who's also a LMFT. What's up? <laughs> What's up, T? My experience with depression as a psychotherapist, this is not one of my um, scopes of practice. Mm-hmm. I've had clients with depression. I've diagnosed depression before. But I honestly struggle with having a, 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 a treating a client with major depressive disorder. It's mm-hmm. just something it's, I find it really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And that's, this is normal. I admit it. Just, you know, you're not supposed to practice out of your scope. And that is not what I try to do. So this question for me it is hard. I understand that depression is overwhelming, is just like a, a big heavy blanket on you all the time. And from the research, It says that uh, people who suffer depression find the highest rates of efficacy, that means the things that are most helpful, um, by doing talk therapy regularly and also psychopharmaceutical Mm -hmm. treatment. Medication. Medication, right? Mm -hmm. So I would suggest if this couple is not on that, then they go just talk to a doctor. If you don't want to... Hey, Dan, if you don't want to... Go to counseling. If that's too overwhelming, I'm not going to talk to that person. Then at least go to your family doctor and talk about mm-hmm. uh, your depressive symptoms. Yeah. And they can get you some help they need there, right? Um, I'll go, go ahead. Well, and I think it's important to note that that is... So I take anti-anxiety medication. Is that what it is? Yes. I can never remember. Uh, I take escitalopram. And mm-hmm. it is... Uh, it started by going to my regular doctor. And I thought, well, how do I do this? I don't know where I go. I don't know what I blah, blah, blah. I learned all of that from our our kid going through a bunch of stuff this summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you just go to your doctor. You just like talk to your... I thought you had to go to like a counselor, set up all this crap, and it's going to take me like three months to find help. Mm-hmm. I literally went to my doctor's office, said that she... And she handed me a form because I said I think I have depression so she handed me the depression form I the, filled that out and she's like PHQ something there's a couple of different ones it's yeah. the MST3K <laughs> so she no. handed me the form for depression <laughs> I filled sure. it out and she's like these are really hot or no I think it might have been a, it might have been anxiety or mm-hmm. whatever whichever one she looked at it and she went this is really high like you have like top of the chart for all of these things. Mm-hmm. I want you to also fill out a form for anxiety. So she gave me the anxiety form. And of course, I sat there in her office just crying because I'm like, I am so, I don't know what is going mm-hmm. on. And this was well, first literally you to me a few months it. ago. You, you talked to me about it. So here, here's the thing. Medication, you, you don't have to go to a psychiatrist. You don't have to do all this stuff. You have to simply make a, an appointment. If, if you're thinking, first do your own research. It's always good to do your own research. Mm-hmm. Go to your PCP, your primary care provider, or your GP, general practitioner, which is your doctor, and ask a couple of questions about these. And Jenny, I don't, you, you may know this. Is it the, it's the PHQ or the PQH9, and they have a couple of things. And this is just a very brief assessment where you ask yourself a couple of questions and it's a, a scaled, you know, and if you, it's really if you do a five out of 10, then, hey, you might be a good candidate for some sort of medication, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or you can talk to your counselor about it where they will refer you to your PCP or another provider or to a psychiatrist. Uh, Tierney, we're going to read your question since you wrote it on here. Uh, let's see. As someone who was misdiagnosed with MDD uh, for most of my adult life. What's MDD? I, major depressive disorder. Oh. Uh, for most of my adult life, I highly encourage treatment with both a therapist and psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Working with those together will change your life, and it may not yes. be the, the right, right diagnosis. diagnosis. That's right. Yeah. Were uh, you saying something else that you didn't finish before she asked that question? I feel like you were. 
Taking the assessment. I think that I was. You can talk to your counselor. You can talk to a friend. Like, I am a counselor, so we talked about it, obviously. It's like, yeah, just go go to your doctor. This is the one that works. So we have more knowledge than most people, just because I'm a a therapist, Mm -hmm. uh, around that. It it is easier than you think. And I don't want this to be as overwhelming as you may think, Mm -hmm. right? Because even for me, so we've talked about uh, ADD, ADHD, and also mild anxiety. And uh, yeah, I have some mild anxiety. It's just something I've lived with forever. And you take medication for it. Yeah, and I take medication for it as well, like a super low dose (laughs) stuff. And also ADD medication, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which helps me focus very, you know... Does it? (laughs) Does it? I haven't taken it this morning. What's up, Curtis? What's up, Abby? Um, yeah, so there's no shame in, in taking medication. If I had high blood pressure or anything else, then I would mm-hmm. take medication for it. And I would do supplemental things, diet, exercise, uh, therapy as needed for that. I, mm-hmm. I'm not an advocate of just let's throw a pill on there and don't do anything else. Don't do a lifestyle change because that is not that's not helpful, y'all. Don't be... It's not going to work. Don't be like that. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I will repeat that it is much easier to get the help that you need than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, start by just asking your doctor about it um, and asking a friend. I mean, I found out that one of my closest friends has taken anti-anxiety medication for 20 years. I had no mm-hmm. idea. I would mm-hmm. never, ever think that. Um, and it was be from me sharing, like, I feel like this and I want to cry all the time and mm-hmm. I feel like nothing is good and I feel like nobody loves me and I feel like life is pointless. And she was like, Hey, maybe you need help. And I got help. So maybe you could blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I will say with medication, there's different types. So I am taking a non-stimulant type of medication. I didn't know that was a thing, but there are types of med. It's like caffeine the, almost, right? Like kind well, of not. What? Well, you're talking about the wrong thing. That's in a different class. Anti-anxieties are uh, usually uh, benzodiazepines or uh, SSRIs, which are in a total different class. Stimulants are your methylphenidate, your Ritalin, your Adderall, your Concerta, stuff like that. So, Yeah, yeah but I'm not taking them. I'm no. not taking a stimulant anti-anxiety, which I could be. Right? I don't think there are stimulant and anti-anxieties. What am I thinking of? You're you're thinking of something. Well, anyway, I, I told yeah. the lady because so let me say it this way: our son was taking medication that was a stimulant, and there was an option where he mm-hmm. did could take a non-stimulant version, mm-hmm. and this was for ADD. Right. The stimulant version made him insane. The non-stimulant version is extremely helpful, mm-hmm. right? So that kind of stuff is what I'm talking about. There yeah, that, are different that's, versions. that's for uh, ADD, ADD. Uh, ADHD. Well, just know that there are different mm-hmm. types of medications for different types of things that you're going through. I'm not suggesting anything mm-hmm. other than knowing that. Mm-hmm. So in our question, it talks about affection, depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Oh my gosh, that was really weird. And I wanted to talk about because the question is, how do I build affection with my partner? I've mm-hmm. been hurt by them, and we have we both suffer with depression, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So the first thing I wanted to say, like we mentioned, get help. Lifestyle change is so important. Mm-hmm. You've got to move your body. Your body is designed to move. You've got to get up. Mm-hmm. You've got to whatever, which, of course, is stupidly hard when you're depressed. That's the last thing you mm-hmm. want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as it relates to affection in your marriage, my thought is that it, ha- it has to start with a truce, like a white flag. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, we're raising the flag together. Mm-hmm. We are both saying, I give up on this old way of trying to do this. Mm-hmm. We have to come up with a new one together. And mm-hmm. the thing that comes to my mind is like, 
little children pointing their finger and being like, it was your fault, but it's your fault. You don't touch me enough. Well, you don't say thank you enough, but you don't touch me enough. Well, you don't say thank you, right? It's like little kids throwing stones and pointing Mm -hmm. fingers. There is never going to be a change unless there is a change, right? So this, that's so perfect, I guess. So after our argument slash, I don't know what it was yesterday. I felt like it was just a conversation. conversation, I... uh, went back to the to the book the big leap right and it, it was talking about upper limit thinking in relationships and this guy is a psychologist right he's done you know zillions of hours of, of couples therapy and he was talking about in couples sometimes these things don't get resolved until the couples concede to take 100 percent ownership of something so if there's a problem it cannot be um it can't be, okay, well, it was 40% my fault and 60% your fault, right? Mm-hmm. So it goes back to that idea of, hey, Brittany, hey, Carrie, that, that idea of 100%. If we want to fix this, you have to be 100% responsible for your contribution uh-huh. to whatever it was, and I have to be 100%, right? Uh-huh. So that equals 200%, because if you're doing 110, I'm doing 90, mm-hmm. it's not there, you know? So a little argument with a kid, well, it's your fault, it's your fault. Of course, kids are in a completely different developmental stage of thinking, so they can't take on 100% really. They don't know to do that. But until they do that, like if, if Mariner and Hattie, you know, got in a fight or whatever, and Mariner's like, I am 100% guilty of doing that. I take responsibility. And Hattie was like, you know what? My actions were completely my own. Mm-hmm. You're right, Mariner. Until then... Mm-hmm. is when you can get somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So in this couple, with when you b- both p- folks are struggling with depression and, and anxiety, neither one are going to fix either one, yeah. right? It's not going to be like, okay, the wife, you know, you're right. I will touch you more and mm-hmm. give you that affection. Although you've been very absent and you struggle with these things mm-hmm. and you don't have your stuff figured out, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll pick up that slack for you. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. That's mm-hmm. not going to be sustainable, right? So to really answer and dive into this question is we have to do our own work, no matter if it's depression, PTSD, mm-hmm. anxiety, postpartum, <clears throat> any of this stuff, you have to do your own work before you can bring yourself fully to your partner, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I agree with that. And I think one of the things that is helpful about that is this is not what you've ever done before. You've never had a, you've never done a truce and be like, nope, we're starting over together, right? And so I would suggest that idea, but there's a second part to it where you have to now have a vision, right? You have to have a goal and a vision, a bigger, larger picture, goal and vision for what you want your marriage to look like moving forward. Not what does it look like? Well, I'm mad at this and it's your fault. And if Mm -hmm. you would just, it's not that. This is what do I actually want? What if in my wildest dreams, all my wishes came true within my marriage, what would that actually look like? And mm. it is very hard to imagine a new future. Typically, we can only remember what we've already experienced mm-hmm. in a relationship. But I want you to really imagine something different. Envision it in your mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a real life example. Last night, I was asking, I was uh, ha- like having this visiony moment. I don't mm. know what you call it. I was envisioning. What is the word? Just you were vi- visualizing. Visualizing. Um, I was laying in bed. Like for real, I was laying in bed and I'm like, I want tomorrow to go better with the kids. I want tomorrow to be less negative. I want it to be more productive. I want the kids to feel happier. How would I behave if I was those things? Mm -hmm. If I was positive, kind, if I was like a helpful mom slash teacher, what would I look like? What would I say? How would I talk to the kids? And so I imagined the scenarios that happened yesterday. So like our daughter 
takes an hour and 45 minutes to do five questions for some reason. She got mm. so up, she cried like for an hour yesterday. And mm. I'm like, what is going on? So I replayed that scenario in my head, but with a different behavior on my part. And I replayed like, what would I have said if I was kind, patient, loving, attuned, whatever that is. And it's so trippy to see yourself acting in a way that you've never acted. Mm. So hear that again. See yourself acting in a way that you have never acted towards your husband. Mm -hmm. Don't blame. Don't like fault find. Don't nitpick. Don't say, well, I'm depressed. I can't. Mm -hmm. Well, I have PTSD. I can't. Envision a mm -hmm. different way of being with your partner that you never have done before. Right. So that's kind of like a, the, the miracle question that I've talked about before mm -hmm. in solution-focused therapy. Uh, what if the problem you're facing now by some magic formula was not the problem tomorrow mm -hmm. when you woke up, right? Think about how scary that feels. Oh, it's You're terrifying. used to that problem. You're used to that problem. It, it brings you certainty, even. Mm -hmm. Ooh, certainty. Mm -hmm. Certainty of a, a bad thing. That sucks. But we get used to these things, mm -hmm. right? And we, we tell ourselves, and then we begin to believe it. I'm just that way, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I can't because I, just, I have I'm this. Just, I'm just depressed. Or, mm -hmm. okay, uh, Oh, I'm, I'm just, then this is speaking from truth. I just get overwhelmed when things are, are too much. Yeah. That, I'm, that's just me. My dad was that way. I just mm -hmm. get overwhelmed. I kind of, yeah. you know, like that, that is not freaking true. Yeah. Well, me saying that to myself is true, right? But yeah. I am not that at all. Imagine if you didn't get overwhelmed. What right. would you do? Because that what is the it, actual what answer. What would it look like if you were a person that does not get overwhelmed when things get hard. Mm -hmm. Oh man! So you so you plant that seed. In fact, I I was I was seeing a counselor. This was a long time ago when I was in uh, school, a different school after grad school. And the counselor said, "What what would it look like if that was not part of your life?" Mm -hmm. And I I was literally blown away. I've asked that question to my uh, clients before a hundred times, but he asked me, and I was. You melted. Yeah, I, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I've never thought about that. That's crazy, mm -hmm. and it was so effective. So, what would it look like if this thing that you're dealing with right now was not in your life? Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about that, even with the PTSD, because often we think, well, that's something you can't get over. That's just too much. Oh, you can't this and you can't that. But you know where it starts is hope, and hope is envisioning what it would look like when you are well, mm -hmm. when you are getting better from this. So that's the, the sort of the second part. So the first part is you, you do your truce, you raise your white flag. The, the second part is you find your vision of what you want to become, your hope, you kind of cast it out there. And then the third part is you take that larger goal and that vision and ask yourself the miracle question, what would it look like if I was healthy? What would it look like if this thing wasn't here? And then you break it down into daily tasks. So this is the most important part, I think, is you go, okay, if I was healthy, I would be moving my body. If I didn't have this depression, I would be drinking more water, not eating microwave burritos, and I would be hugging my partner. Make that in a to-do list for yourself and do it every single day, mm -hmm. right? Do all of those not little... Not microwave burritos. <laughs> I don't know. You would do all of those little steps every single day, mm -hmm. and then after one week, you would have hugged your partner 15 times. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Or 35 times. Well, that's so amazing. Mm -hmm. But you have done it with intention. You've done it with purpose. You've done it like all of these things. And then you can look back and go, I'm getting closer to my bigger vision. If we don't break it down into doable steps every single day, 
we will not achieve it. It's mm-hmm. overwhelming, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you can set alarms for this. Set alarms in your phone for this. So go, I'm going to hug my wife right now, or I'm going to read for 10 minutes, or I'm going to do the 75 hard. Everyone should do the 75 hard. I'm going to drink a gallon of water. I'm going to to make a homemade meal. I'm mm-hmm. Whatever that is, whatever that is for you. I'm going to go on a jog. I'm going to do like light yoga. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Just do a thing every day that you purposefully put in your calendar to get you closer to your goal. Break down your bigger vision into doable daily tiny things and then do them. Preach it, girl. I did. Good job. I hath prat. Um, <laughs> you hath prat. Okay, let's... So, let's... That, so that is your everyday wins. You mm-hmm. need little tiny daily wins. Sorry, I want. I meant to say that. And so do these things every day. There's no other way to get there than Absolutely. doing it. I have a really good story about another thing that happened yesterday on a run, but I want to save that for another show because it was a really powerful thing on a run? Yeah, when I was running. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know what this is. Are you going to remember to share it? I Probably not. Probably not. What is it about? Well, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it today because we, we need to wrap it up, I think, and it'll be inspirational for you. Okay, next so we still have to do our Get Your Marriage On uh, conversation starters of the day. Mm-hmm. Get Your Marriage On is the app that Seth and I helped co-create. You can go find it on, in iTunes or wherever. You can get it on our website, mm-hmm. anatomyofmarriage.com, and push the button for the app. That's and right. it is our, it's our baby. It's our fourth child. Thanks, Carissa. And so what the two questions of the get your marriage on conversation starters of the day number one and again do these with your partner get the app and do them there's mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of them uh and i think i've asked this one before but it's still really fun what makes you the happiest about our family our family that we are fun mm-hmm. and we like to have fun mm-hmm. mainly singing and dancing yeah that's just really fun like i I I think that probably since we've had kids, we have literally sang and danced every single day. Probably maybe just in the hallway or whatever kind of mm-hmm. thing, and that's that's rad. I love it. Uh, Instagram Reconnecting. Is Sorry, Instagram. Uh, okay. th- I think what, what is, is fun about our family, what makes me the happiest about our family, one of the things there's many, but is the. Uh, the, uh, we like to try new food, like it's a fun thing, and we go to different places and try mm-hmm. food, and I love the energy and the excitement around doing something new mm. and adventure, like going into the woods and going into a landslide area. I mean, yeah. all just anything. We're like, that's yeah, why, all That's the why things. traveling's so fun, or mm-hmm. even that's why just going into our backyard and like we found new rocks. Yeah, I know, rocks. So, uh, we rocks, were excited about rocks. Rocks in our backyard, mm-hmm. which is the backyard is huge, so. Yeah, and then number two, what goals can we set for our family for this upcoming week? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can okay. you think of any goals? And again, today, ask these with each other. Today is Wednesday, and I I have actually since yesterday, and I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, new goals on how I father the kids mm-hmm. and how I parent the kids. And it is going to look like uh, far less no's mm-hmm. and more encouraging. No's as in the word no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like no, don't do that. And it's going to be, and this is going to sound weird, but increased uh, self governing mm-hmm. with the kids. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like the more for th- yourself. No, no, no. For the kids, mm-hmm. I'm going to do less oversight. You're if, going to empower that, them. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like less oversight and empower them and encourage them in that way. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've started doing that is like a. 
it's a goal that we've started doing together with the kids or I have Mm -hmm. is doing their prayer gratitude and intentions in the mornings, Mm -hmm. but we're switching it around a little bit. So we do prayer, gratitude, no, we do prayer, intentions, gratitudes, and goals. So we have our pigs, Mm -hmm. uh, P-I-G-G, and we write it on our whiteboard in the kitchen. And that is something that I think we did it yesterday. The kids really enjoyed it and Mm -hmm. I want to do it again. And we make them, you know, I make them go through all, what are they thankful for? What are their goals today? Mm -hmm. What are their intentions? All of it. And I think it's really helpful. So that's something I'm excited to kind of put into our world together and work on as a family. And mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. But anyway, Good. thank you for joining us today. Remember, you can get a free audiobook on us if you go to uh, audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. You can get The Big Leap, uh, which is a book that Seth mentioned today. Mm-hmm. You can get anything you want. It doesn't even Harry Potter. I don't care. But go there. <laughs> yeah. It actually helps us out when you do that. Um, and remember, do the prayer gratitude intentions and conversation starters with your spouse as a way to connect. Do it on purpose before you mess up. Right? Before you mess Check up. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's Correct right. Correct yourself. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow. Remember to send in those questions. Hello at anatomyandmarriage.com. Love right. you. We love Bye. You. Bye.